everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Church Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. Liam Monroe. Will, how you doing? Doing well. Another Monday here. Coming down to the wire with a pretty exciting game. I think you've got a little more stakes in it than uh, than usual here at the Niners on Monday Night Football. Yeah, we will see. Um, I'm sure at one point the, the schedule makers looked at this game and thought it was really important. Um, 49ers <laughs> have not been as good as we expected. Now the Seahawks and uh, uh, Seahawks lost this week. Um, the Cardinals lost too, right? Cardinals yeah. lost. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They lost to Carolina. Yeah, I mean, that makes things a little bit more interesting. I don't know if it's interesting enough for the, the 49ers to win it and still make it anything, but you never know. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Should be a good game, hopefully, or a blowout. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess feasible. You think if everyone in your division loses, but you, that's always a good thing, yeah. right? So, absolutely. You know, you somehow knock off. You know, the Rams are seven and three. Cardinals are eight and two. They'd move up to what four and five, and it seems like there's only really what four or five good teams in the NFC. So, those last two spots are kind of wide yeah, open. Grab a New Orleans, spot, get hot at the right time. Carolina. Yeah, that's the name of the game. So. Yeah, so I mean, still got a chance there, and I'm sure there's a lot of um, fantasy implications to be had here on Monday Night Football as well. Yeah, indeed. Um, some things that we'll need to wait on from a, a waiver perspective here. Um, but yeah, it should be a good game. We got Patriots and Falcons coming up Thursday of this week. Um, the Rams or Broncos. There'll be some fantasy implications there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, lighter week for buys. I mean, you got a couple of running backs there with. Um, you know, probably three startable running backs with the Rams and Broncos. Some receivers people are relying on there, and you know, maybe even some defenses. Yeah, so, quarterback, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, but, yeah. I'll, uh, speaking of that quarterback there, Steve, I, I need a, a good 45 points here out of Matt Stafford to win in our uh, work league. Up against the 49ers? You know, I don't. <laughs> it's not impossible. <laughs> No, I look. I think it's like high on the years, like you know, low thirties. Yeah. So it's definitely it's a big uh, ask. But uh, yeah. big ask. But hey, maybe OBJ goes off and gets his first game in. Three catches, three hundred yards, three touchdowns. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you ready to uh, to jump into the waivers here? Yeah, yeah, we got to get ready here for week eleven, oh, Steve. We're, we're closing in. <laughs> Every year, it's just, you know, it's always blows my mind when we get here, but it's always the same amount of time to get yeah, here. Yeah, it's just a few weeks, but yeah, it passes by quick, doesn't it? That it does, that it does. And a um, couple of injuries throughout the week, during the week, and and and, um, and then, you know, on Sunday here that, you know, impacting the uh, the league and some interesting matchups coming up here. I think the big one is uh, the knee sprain of Aaron Jones. Uh, last I saw, it looks like they're expecting one to two weeks, so not as severe as as um, you know, it was like a major injury. And I think they said he has had two knee sprains in his NFL career, and both times he's been out. Or I'm sorry, three knee sprains. The one time it was the two weeks, the other two were at the end of the season, so they just shut him down. Um, so yeah, it's it, you know, I'm not sure how long it's truly going to last expectations about two weeks, but AJ Dillon definitely seems like he's going to be usable in the, in the interim here. Yeah. Which is a shame because he's rostered according to Yahoo in about 72% of the league. So 
your yeah, odds of getting threw him on here because I was surprised to see that roster ship pretty high. But I think that's like if he's out there, he's the go spend up because even if it's only two weeks, that you know he's the guy you want to go get. You know, you got Minnesota, you got the Rams, uh, and then a bye week, so you're going to have two weeks of usable. Um, you know, the RB one on his team clearly. Uh, I think they have Tylen Hill, who's like a seventh round rookie, and then I believe the last name Taylor of the other running back. I saw him in the game, so it, it seems like it's going to be him getting the lion's share of the work if he's available in your league. Yeah, so if, if you get him, he's definitely something you're paying up for. Uh, if you're the Aaron Jones owner, it's probably I'd I'd probably be burning my entirety of my fab on him um, just to to nab your handcuff for the rest of the year because. You know, like you said, that they're saying one to two weeks, but you know, two weeks comes, he comes back in the game, reaggravates injury, and you know, suddenly it's Dylan for another two weeks. So, um, definitely the time to grab your handcuff on Aaron Jones if you didn't have him already. So, I'd be willing to jump a lot in that situation. But uh, yeah, it's an important week. You know, you're driving for the playoffs. Um, you know, you're you're dropping quite a bit to get uh, Mr. Dylan for these two weeks, probably upwards of. I don't even know, 50% maybe? I mean, that's Yeah, you'd think, you know, especially if you can get a guy that can help you win a couple games here, you know, maybe helps you in the playoffs, but at the very least a couple. Um, it'll be interesting, though, because they do have to buy in Week 13. So IR, I think we talked about this recently, but does that mean you missed three weeks or three games? I believe it was three weeks, I think. So maybe they IR him because they have minnesota la and the bye and then you know you give him an extra week to recover and then he comes back for chicago in week 14 yeah that's possible that's possible we'll have to see but uh yeah aj dylan he's a big one uh, again rostered in a lot i think the what might end up being the bigger uh free aging guy Ramonde stevenson only rostered in 32 percent that, that's kind of the the big thing he had a big week um damian harris is uh was out with a concussion. I'm not sure if there's, you know, he's expected to be back this week or if they really know anything yet. But uh, he had a, uh, you know, take the starting job kind of performance, uh, which yeah, makes him an, easy, an interesting pick, right? Yeah. I mean, I think he had, what, two touchdowns? Yep. Two touchdowns. And like Both of them, I believe, were shorter. Yards, but I, think, I mean, too? Still, 80 yards, 100 yards. Something yeah. Like that. I mean, 20 carries, 100 yards. I mean, five a pop, great. Two touchdowns, four catches for 14 yards. So, a couple of catches on five targets that are always good to see in any type of PPR league. He looked like he could do it against, you know, what had proved to be a pretty tough Cleveland defense. And now he goes up against a pretty soft Atlanta defense on Thursday. So I think he's definitely a guy you want to go get. You don't, you know, he's in a similar situation where he's got Atlanta, Tennessee and Buffalo than the bye. So a little bit tougher defenses after that. You don't really know what's happening with Damian Harris. Um, but I think I wouldn't mind spending up on him because I think at the very least he's a guy that's in like a timeshare, right? Maybe you get a week or two of him being the sole guy uh, or sole guy to a degree as then you can in New England because I know Brandon Bolden was involved too. But he definitely seems explosive. And then he's not a bad guy to have down the stretch if another injury pops up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the injury concern makes it tougher because you could be dropping, you know, whatever – 30, 40% of your fab and just get one week out of them and then he goes to a timeshare and it's not ideal, but that's probably one it's going to end up taking um, after, after yeah, a week someone, like that. You imagine someone spins up exactly after seeing that and maybe they don't look truly into the um, to the injury there for 
for yes. um for Damian yeah. Harris. So fair enough. Um, next one on the list, uh, definitely probably the least interesting to me. Yeah, Matt Burita popped off. Um, first time he was active, I had to put him in there. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, it's crazy. To grab him. He's the first time he's been active since I think week one or week two. Um, had himself a yeah. good week. He's rostered in zero uh, percent of leagues. <laughs> so if you want him, he's yeah. out there. Um, but six touches, fifty yards, two touchdowns. So three catches, three rushes. Maybe they you know, know the probably high hand. more of just like an emergency handcuff. Yeah, exactly. But... Maybe it's a hot hand thing they're using him. Uh, I mean, he seems like you know, he's a solid receiver. Um, but Singletary and Moss are both still there, so tough to really rely on him. But, you know, having the game that he had, I figured we had to at least touch base on him. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a deeper league and got a Wasa Spark to burn, then that's fine. Maybe they continue to roll the high hand and, you know, he gets hot. But you shouldn't be banking on Burita at all. <laughs> no, and I think for the most part, it's more you hope someone else sees the performance and gets excited and goes after him. And it takes your competition for A.J. Dillon or Stevenson one one person out of it by going after Breda. Yep, absolutely. So he's pretty easy. Um, Boston Scott, we've, we've talked about a, a bunch of times. Um, I don't think the situation's really changed. He had himself a good week. Um, continues to be fantasy relevant. We don't have any update on Sanders yet, do we, Mr. Eagles fan? Uh, I think the the word is, is the team thinks there's a chance he can play this week. Um, I know he can come off of the IR this week as well. He's eligible to come off. So Sunday, one o'clock game, I think there's a decent chance he comes in. Um, and I don't know how excited you are to play Scott even without him, but if Sanders is back, I mean, it's probably Gainwell is fully on the bench and the three-way timeshare where Scott probably loses some carries because it seems like Howard's, you know, been that kind of veteran guy and that they want to give the ball to. So I think it's probably Gainwell's fully on the bench. Take a few carries from Scott, a few more from or a few more from Scott, a couple from Howard, and it's really like a three-way timeshare. I'd guess that you you probably have Sanders at the top of. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next one to me is actually the the more interesting of the ones we have last uh, left. Devon, uh, Deonta Foreman um, looked good. He, he did look good. Um, I believe uh, I forget. If he outsnapped Peterson or outcarried Peterson, he outtouched him. Uh, um, looks like he had 11, 11 carries for 30 yards, caught both of his targets for uh, 48 yards. So 13 touches, 78 yards. You know, he had one really good catch and run. Uh, but yeah, I mean, good game overall. It's tough to, to really bank on. You know who it's going to be. Peterson's still there. Nick Nichols is still there. But Houston coming up this week. So I mean, maybe they all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This week. It could be all of them. Um, or, yeah. or probably likely in some you know Baltimore hell situation of you know what running backs yeah. are going to be any given week. But you know he's definitely more interesting than Burita. Um, just you know we we've seen some good things from him. So as long as he can stay. Healthy. Yeah, as long as he stay healthy. That, that's that's the ultimate question. Um. Uh, yeah, his Achilles heel, if you will. How uh-huh. nice of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, sorry, the antiformity of yours. Uh, yeah, it, indeed. Sorry, sir. Um, <laughs> final two guys here. Um, JD McKissick uh, didn't do a lot this week, but the game script surprisingly uh, did not favor him. Um, so it might be a good yeah. time to snag him up. He's only rostered in 57% of leagues, but after a down week, you know, if you want him, you could probably get him for free this week. If we look, I mean, Carolina looked a lot better. The defense is very good. And if Cam's playing this week, you know, I, I think um, 
CMC went down, but I don't know if they needed him, so maybe they arrested him the rest of the game. Have you heard anything about CMC injury? I have not. Um, I'll do a quick look real quick to see if I see anything, but if it- I think he went off the field, but maybe maybe they just didn't go back to the game much because it was a blowout and you know he came back in, but it wasn't super you know major, but. I think that's still, regardless, is a good offense that, you know, if Cam's in there, can probably perform, and maybe you have a really good game script with um, with McKissick, you know, maybe they are still celebrating beating the world champs, and uh, <laughs> you might be able to catch them. Maybe. Um, Anything on, so, on CMC there? So, it does say that they rested him because the game was just a blowout, um, but yeah. it does say that beat reporters are speculating that his hamstring is still bothering him. So speculation, I mean, it is hamstring, and they, they tend to linger, so I think it does make sense. But, yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it was anything serious of note, but yeah, yeah who knows? It's still bothering well, him. I mean, so the schedule... Hurt back, or it could fire back up, who knows? Schedule looks, you know, like you could have some game scripts that work in McKissick's favor with uh, Carolina this week at Carolina, home for Seattle, and obviously they didn't look very good in Russ's first game back against Green Bay, but, you know, that would be the third game of him back. Maybe he gets more into a groove. Uh, you got at Vegas, home for Dallas. So a couple of good offenses there and, and possibly a uh, chance for some good game scripts coming up for McKissick. So it's interesting if you want to throw him on your bench um, for an opportune time. Yeah, absolutely. And then our, our last running back here, um, I really can't say too much about him. Jeff Wilson, um, we'll have to see how the game plays out tonight and then make a waiver wire decision based on that. Um, he was active in the last game and didn't get a single snap. So, you know, whether he's active as like an emergency basis and just didn't get use or, you know, if they're just not factoring him, who knows? You know, I think we'll know more this week, but only Ross in 20% of the league. So if he does pop off tonight, then, you know, lots of uh, opportunities to snag him up. Yeah. then that's really where I'm looking at him as well. I think, you know, first week back, who knows why they didn't give him any touches, but like you said, maybe it was more of an emergency thing, but it just seems like Shanahan really loves him. Every year he's there and he's somewhat relevant at the very least. Touchdown. Going in for an injury. Yeah. So definitely a guy I think that you could have you could do worse having him as your fifth running back, sixth running back on your spot on your team as a depth option. Yes, sir. Uh, uh moving on. Wide receivers here. Brian Edwards had himself a good game. Um, only rostered in 18% of leagues. So he's out there if you want to go get him. I, I'm i torn on him because um, he had a good game. Um, you know, Ruggs isn't there anymore, so things should be opening up for him. At the same time, I think he only had like four targets. So it's not like he, yeah, he, he, the volume wasn't there. He just did a lot with it. So that worries me a little bit. But he's, yeah. the opportunity the is there. concern is... The concern, I think, also is that I think it was a low targetish game. Well, maybe not target game, but a, not the best game for Waller either. Seven targets, four catches, twenty-four yards. So down game for Waller. Imagine that changes in the future here. So yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, dynasty. You're probably excited to see it, but redraft. Maybe you're not, you know, sold yet. I, I wouldn't mind you know, if you can get them for a dollar or two and just throw them on your bench to see if this continues. Great. Uh, he seems, you know, you know, energetic and, and into it when he's on the field. He's just not getting the targets that we would imagine he would get, unfortunately, still. So, I mean, if he keeps playing well and, and performing with the, the low targets he does get, I think there's no way they, you know, there's no way they can stop targeting him. I think that it would increase. So, 
willing to take a flyer, you know, not paying much to throw him on your bench. Yep. Um, another guy I might be more interested in um, is Jamal Agnew. Um, three out of the past four weeks, double digits for fantasy scoring. Um, you know, he's been putting it together in a few different ways. The targets haven't been too bad. Um, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, he had 12 targets. Um, so, yeah, he's been pretty good in that department. Uh, only rostered in 9% of leagues. Um, probably because he's a Jaguar and yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that does some damage, but, uh, an interesting, uh, interesting player. What do you think of Agnew? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I feel like there's a lot of volatility there. You have probably a lower floor, but he seems to be absolutely destroying the LaVisca Sinault, um, you know, usage here in the offense and you can't trust Chenault because of him. Is super explosive, so if you just need like a high upside guy, I don't you know, don't mind it. But it just seems like you need it needs to be like a deeper league to really be able to be confident throwing him out there. Yeah, agreed. Um, another one, and I know this is a big one for us. He's on our uh, on our dynasty league, um, but Elijah Moore. Um, I. Don't know what to make of Elijah Moore. Um, this is like four weeks in a row of really good play from a fantasy perspective. Um, now, the problem is, is he got a touchdown, which counts, but it was just a garbage time. You know, you take that away, like his game prior to that, he had next to, he had done next to nothing. Like he was useless for fantasy. He just got a, a garbage touchdown. I don't know if you can rely on that out of the Jets. Um, you know, especially, you know, Zach Wilson's looking to come back and I don't know who he's going to favor. Um, but he's still that young guy that, you know, first year could be second half kind of breakout. He's just, he's kind of hard to trust uh, given the quarterback situation, the garbage touchdowns, you know, the jets as a whole, what do you think of Mr. Moore? Yeah. I mean, I think he's also a excited to have him in a dynasty league and redraft leagues. It's tough to say that the one thing you can count on is that there's going to be garbage time for the Jets pretty much the whole year. So, you know, <laughs> the true. argument that he is getting all his work and his touchdowns and garbage time, it's like, well, it's the Jets. So there's always going to be garbage time. Uh, so, yeah, you, yeah, you likely have a chance, you know, of him showing up there. And I think the Zach Wilson thing is warranted because he seems to be having a really good rapport with Mike White. But you'd think that, you know, Zach Wilson will look at his first few starts and they weren't very good. So he's got to think, all right, I got to do something else. And and I'm sure he's been on the sideline watching Elijah Moore play well. So I think you got to want to get him involved a little more. They drafted him in the second round. So you think they're going to want to keep utilizing him. So I, I wouldn't mind, you know, picking him up. I, I started him in a dynasty league this week with some injuries and was happy with the production. So I think he's, Definitely worth throwing on your bench if you need a depth receiver. And, you know, at some point you got to just stay in the flames because he's been playing really well. Yeah, he has. And and from one rookie to another, Rashad Bateman, um, both of these guys, about 50% rostered. Talk about Bateman every week for a few weeks now. I'm surprised he's still only 50% rostered. But uh, I called the breakout for him this week. Um, it wasn't really a breakout, but it was his best fantasy uh, performance so far. I got up into the double digits and a half point PPR, so that's always good to see. Yeah. Um, six catches, 80 yards. Yeah, eight targets. You know, eight targets a week before that. You know, six to two prior. Like, he's getting the volume. Uh, he's yeah. got to be someone he's, he, he, have. I think it's clear that, you know, he's the two. Like, Sammy Watkins was on the field, but 
he is clearly, you know, the the second best receiver on this team, receiver wise, you know, not counting Mark Andrews. And he definitely seemed to, you know, almost outproduce um Hollywood Brown this week. It was surprising. It was a really weird game there, that Thursday game against Miami. So maybe you can kind of throw the script out a bit, but He's definitely someone who can work downfield, but he can go across the middle. He, he can very versatile. He can do it all. So he, I think, is the guy that I'd be most willing to pick up out of everyone here on on this waiver show. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 100%. Um, another younger player here, Mr. Van Jefferson, um, rostered in 59% of leagues, which is surprising. Um, but I guess he just got a bump after the, the Robert Woods injury. Yeah, I'm sure that Saturday, you know, a lot of people went out, picked him up, picked up um, whatever that other guy's name is. That the when the news came out that this one specific guy is going to take over the Woods role. Yeah, I yeah, I remember seeing the story. I did pay no mind to the name because I didn't really believe it mattered. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's really not a lot to say about Jefferson. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what he does tonight, and then you know, you listeners will have to make a waiver decision tomorrow. Um, it is worth noting he's on the buy next week. Like we said, the Rams are on buy. Um, so you might be able to get him a little bit cheaper. Yeah. And maybe you get him, you know, maybe someone picks him up and, or has picked him up. Then we get to next week and then I get to tomorrow or Wednesday and they realize, oh crap, he's on buy and I've got some waiver or some to buy week issues. So he may get dropped this week, midweek because of, you know, just roster limitations. So you might be able to get him here on the buy a little easier. Yep, Absolutely. So. Wait and see on him, and then our finally our final wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, rostered in uh, about forty percent of leagues, um, showing up. Yeah, got touchdown. First time we've seen him do anything. Yeah, six targets, four catches, only thirty-seven yards. But I mean, it seems like Cam was looking his way on the few plays that he had. So I think the the upside, you know, is back a little bit with him, and and I think the expectation is Cam's going to start next week. Yeah, and it's all going to come down to your personal feelings on Cam. You know, if you think Cam gives Robbie Anderson a bump, then you want Robbie Anderson. If you can, if you think Cam's going to be more like Patriots Cam, or he just wasn't throwing the ball very well, um, then you know you're probably assuming this is a a, a one and done. But uh, you really got to make that decision for yourself because it's not it's not on Anderson, it's on Cam, and it, he creates a lot of emotions. Um, my strong feelings on him. So, um, I, me personally, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I don't think I would do it cause I don't trust cam. Um, and there's just so many other options there, but what do you think of Robbie there? Yeah. He's a guy that I think, you know, you, you know, we talked about it with a few other guys, you pick him up, you throw him on your bench, you give him a week or two and just see how cam looks, see how, what kind of targets he's getting. I mean, definitely can't start him even against a porous, uh, Washington defense this week. I don't think you can start him just yet, um, but I wouldn't mind, like you said, you know, maybe throwing a dollar or two claim in on him behind some of these other guys, and it's kind of your fallback plan. Yes, sir. Uh, moving to some tight ends here. Um, Mr. Conklin had himself a good game. Only rostered 30% of leagues. I was surprised about that. Um, I'd imagine that's going to change this week. He's been fantasy relevant for I don't even know four weeks now, three weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for a tight end, you you think he'd be uh, gobbled up, but I guess not. I'd be putting a fair amount of fab on Mister Conklin if you had tight end problems, right? I mean, only eleven yards, which is tough, but five targets, two touchdowns. They clearly are looking to him whenever they can, and, and definitely in the red zone here, especially this week. But he's been relevant. You know, five for seven, I think the two weeks prior, 57 yards, one of them, 45 another. So 
he's at solid baseline tight end and you can do worse than your touchdown only tight ends that you, you have out there. So I think he and the next guy here are, are the two that I'd be most interested in um, just because of the volume they're getting in their offense. Yeah. That other guy being uh, Mr. Dan Arnold, uh, another one of those, Mr. Dan Arnold, another one of those Jaguars um, had himself a two point conversion this week that helped him quite a bit. Um, but he had 60 something yards, 65, 66 yards, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, I got him up here. 67 yards, um, seven targets this week, last week, 10 the week before the targets are there. Um, you know, he has yet to score, um, which is a shame, but you know, only a matter of time with, with this target share, I would imagine. And it's a team that needs pass catchers. So yeah, Dan Arnold, uh, I'm, I'm surprised by his roster ship as well. Um, 26%, like he's out there if you want him. Yeah, I think he's another solid streaming tight end that you can throw in got san francisco this coming week so could be a negative game script but conklin has green bay another negative game script so both guys are solid streams mr logan thomas we have next um still on the ir have you heard anything about him because i have not yeah last i heard friday they were just basically saying he's just not ready yet to get on the field so i think we have to wait and see I didn't hear anything today about practice, so we'll have to wait to see if he gets on the field tomorrow, um, see if it's working in the right direction. Comes to the point where, like, hey, if you still have an, you know, a no open IR spot, don't mind adding him, throwing him on your IR until he comes off. I mean, it's probably something that you would have done earlier, but while he's still eligible, it's clear that they're going to use the, the tight, at tight end, and Ricky Seals-Jones has been the guy, but they love Logan Thomas when he is healthy. So, I mean, he's more of a stash guy. But as of now, I you know don't mind uh, throwing him in if you can't get your Conklin or your Arnold. Yeah, as long as you got a burner spot there. Yeah, uh, Mr. Cole Komet didn't play this week, right? Bears are on by. Yes. Yeah. Yep, he was on by, but he has been getting utilized the last couple of weeks. Eight targets the right before the bye week. Six targets the week before. Six the week before that. So they've been working him in, um, and you know you had a rookie quarterback. They tend to not be able to get downfield as often as some of these veterans. And I think Kokomet has been the benefactor of that. Yeah. Could be a guy that you could scoop up because people forgot about him because he didn't play. You know, people are going to be fighting over yeah. Conklin and Arnold and you can sweep in there and get Komet if that it's what you want to do. Yeah. A nice backup option to those first two. Uh, as well here, you have uh, Gerald Everett, 20% rostered uh, Seattle tight end going up against Arizona this week. And they were definitely utilizing. And I think it may have just been, you know, Russ trying to come back from the injury. They couldn't really get downfield a ton, but catches eight of eight targets for 63 yards. Yeah. You know, Russ has used a tight end in the past. Um, so he's definitely worth grabbing up and holding on to, um, to see if that holds true or if it was just a one off. But, uh, you know, if Russ is going to target him a lot, I think he's pretty talented. He could be an every week guy. It's good enough offense. So, uh, yeah, I think you can throw him on your bench. You don't want to rely on him yet, but something to, to watch out for a little bit. And our last head end, another guy getting some targets here. Adam Troutman catches five of six targets for 32 yards. So nothing um, super exciting, but the Eagles have not been great against the tight end this year. So he could be an intriguing stream this week and just continues to be utilizing the offense, even if it's you know not at super high numbers. Um, he's, he's getting the targets, which is reassuring. Yeah, absolutely. It all comes down to volume for him. 
yeah, I think it's more volume and then, you know, really good matchup. Eagles have been the worst against the tight end this year. So if you are desperate, you can't get some of the other guys we talked about earlier. I, you know, wouldn't mind throwing him in as an emergency option and really just hoping the matchup works. So speaking of streaming, let's go ahead and get to the streaming portion of the show here. We'll start with our quarterbacks. We have uh, Mr. Cam Newton. We mentioned before versus Washington, uh, Baker Mayfield versus Detroit, Mac Jones at Atlanta or Jimmy G at Jacksonville. Who do you want out of that group? Yeah, I want to say Cam. I think there's a lot more volatility there because you just don't know what you're getting outside of the limited snaps he played in week one. So Definitely low floor, high upside for Cam with the rushing ability. Uh, but Mac Jones is interesting going up against Atlanta here on Thursday. He's played well. You can argue he's been the most consistent of all of these rookie quarterbacks so far. So kind of like him against Atlanta. And, and Jimmy G seems like a uh, sneaky option as well there against Jacksonville. Yeah, this is a, a tough one. Um, you know, Jimmy G is always has the potential to pop off, but his floor is not there. Um, Mayfield's kind of in the, the same boat. Now, he did get hurt this week. Did he come back into that game? Yeah. I didn't see if he came back. I know he didn't look good, and I think the game was over. Yeah. Red Zone stopped going quarter. in that game. <laughs> and I yeah. That was what was going on. Brutal. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. A good matchup against Detroit, but if, I think he's banged up. I don't know that you can, unless it, the word is that he is fully ready to go day-to-day with a knee injury but it looked like he was holding his ribs at a point like he was just getting eaten yeah, alive. he's just banged up so i i don't think i could start cam i think i'll go with mac jones mac jones would be good so i'm i'm fine with that um especially against atlanta you know i think cam probably does have higher upside but i don't think i could personally roll the dice on him um you know, I did have him reach off last year and he hurt me a little bit. So maybe there's some feelings there, but he's gone up as against his former coach and Ron Rivera. Somebody knows how to stop Cam Newton. It's going to be Ron Rivera. Um, so we'll see. Um, they actually uh, asked Ron Rivera, oh, do you have like uh, an emergency kind of set of plays that you have to stop Cam Newton? And he said, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, so he has like a, yeah, he knows. a list of uh, defensive plays that he has in mind specifically for if he ever had to play against his former quarterback. Yeah, he knows. That doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah. And finally here, speaking of defensive plays, defensive streamers, Titans versus Houston. Uh, the Browns versus Detroit. Panthers versus Washington. 49ers at Jacksonville or Dolphins at the Jets. Who do you like? Yeah, I think they're all decent options. I think Tennessee, probably your best option just with the way they're playing. I mean, it wasn't a great game against New Orleans. It wasn't bad. And then that you know game against Indy two weeks ago, you have a good matchup there. So I don't mind that. The Browns against Detroit as well. I mean, Jared Goff had, I think they said like, it was like 50 yards going into overtime. Yeah, he had like a 30-yard like, pass or something. You're like, oh, he's up to 88 unreal. yards. That's what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, I mean, and I get it. It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a great defense. But the Browns are a really good defense, too. So I would not mind. I mean, you know, you got to have to weigh who the quarterback's going to be. But if you get Chubb back, you might get Hunt back this week. If they can just get a great running game, you might be able to win with Case Keenum and, and just controlling the clock. So... I think Titans and Browns are both really good options here. And, and 49ers are sneaky against Jacksonville as well. Yeah, I would think 
the 49ers are my shout out as well. Titans and Browns roster ships up around 60. Um, 49ers mm-hmm. a little bit less down at 45. They, that'll be kind of my shout out. That could be an interesting uh, matchup against Jacksonville, but I'm pretty aligned with you um, on that front too. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Panthers, good defense, only 29% rostered. I wouldn't mind throwing them on my bench. I mean, in, in, you know, unless you have a great matchup, you know, Washington's not, not a bad heads up there either. Uh, I know we just picked them up in our dynasty league. So that could be a, a start there as yeah, well. Absolutely. Anyone but the dolphins really, I think is what, yeah. <laughs> what we're saying. <laughs> no, another decent matchup for them, but yeah, it's just tough to rely on that team. Ah, well, that's going to take care of today's episode. Tune in on Thursday for our start sit episode for the week. Until then, trust your board.